Today at work, we had like our first company-wide Zoom meeting since everything, you know? Yeah. It was basically just for our CEO to be like, yeah, we don't have any plans. Sorry. I've had several meetings with other with my work about that, too, where they literally just get on and they're just like, hey, we just wanted to I, like, I think it's a Zoom call about you know, when oh, we're yeah. coming back or what we're doing or anything. And they're just like, hey, we just want to see everybody's face. And I'm like, motherfucker, I got shit to do right now. You see your boss is like sipping margaritas and wiping their face with cash. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck are we doing here? I don't want to I don't want to see you people. I have other people that I live with that I've chosen to be with right now that I'm taking away from because I got to sit and look at a Zoom screen for you to tell me that the news is there is no news. But so they told us, hey, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through everything. And then at the end, you can raise your hand, which is something you can do on Zoom or in real life. There's a button on Zoom that's like raise your hand and it shows to the administrator like this person wants to say something so you can unmute them. And so we were like, we're going to have the IT person go over how to do that. And he's like one of my favorite guys, one of my favorite people who works there. And he goes, um, so first things first, if you have a PC down at the bottom, there's a more button. You click that and there's a button that says raise hand. And uh, if you have iOS, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen that button when I use my Zoom. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to tell you right before we started doing this, we were giving Emerson a bath and while he was in the tub, he farted and immediately went, don't. And that is my way of saying that I think our kids should hang out together. <laughs> right, my kid would be a great influence for you. <laughs> while we were on the Zoom meeting, we were holding Rowan and showing him off to everyone. And halfway through the meeting, he just barfed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, me too, buddy. Me too. You're like, I'm sorry, guys. Since quarantine, he's gotten drunk every day. It's really a, it's a real problem. <laughs> yeah, Melinda actually said that, and she was like, I mean, Andrew, not sorry. He's drunk right now. Yeah, it's really, it's really terrible. He really has a problem. This is less a meeting and more of an intervention. Everybody, welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and batten down the hatches because there's a storm of brewing outside. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was going to, I forgot to tell you, we might lose power. Okay, that's cool because you might hear some thunder on my mic. I'm bringing the thunder. My name is Chris Treble. Alongside <laughs> me, as always, is my co host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. You know, I almost auditioned for something like I I found this thing that was on the site that I use for uh, voiceover auditions, and it was like language, English, American. And then it said accent, black man. And I was like, (laughs) no, (laughs) it's like, no, I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. Uh, that's pretty good i'd be hard pressed to not do it as well i know the very and well it also tells you how many people have submitted for it and it was like six and i was like oh man oh no Mm. i would give anything to have those tapes the first commercial i ever auditioned for through an agent i was auditioning for a an egyptian person and i did it and i was like afterwards i was like i'm never ever doing this right, again right because because when you're you're young and you're like oh my agent said i should do this and then i did it and i was like oh i just feel gross yeah because I, I had to be an egyptian person gross no <laughs> <laughs> i have you know what's weird is uh, this is gonna go up into the two of us putting both our feet in each other's mouths with the horrible like <laughs> racism and homophobia but I actually have the same thing. There was a streak there where I kept getting called in to play gay characters. And I have no problem doing that. But it, was, it wasn't just like me and I happen to like men. It was very much like a gay character. It was like, hey, can you do it a little more gay, please? Exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't even it wasn't even like a straight director like who doesn't understand that that's not his. It was for a gay a gay producer and a gay director and a gay writer and everything. But I like that you said you kept doing it because I'm like at some point you got to wonder what is it about well, these people that they know about me that I don't know about myself. <laughs> right. It was kind of weird because I kept and every time I go in, I'm like 
do I try to do the voice? Because I can't. Like, that's right. something that is just naturally who yeah. you are, or it's not. It's very hard. Well, to- and to be completely frank, that's one of the reasons why I even considered doing this one that was like accent black, because I was like, there is no, like, I would just do it as myself. And like, if it's what you're looking for, it's what you're looking for. Yeah. But I was like, every time I would go in, I'm like, this feels, I feel wrong. Like, yeah. I would, I almost would have to walk in and be like, I'm sorry, you didn't know what you were getting when you called me in. I had to turn down an audition the other day because it was for a commercial and it was for the, the role was gay couple, but I assumed. And you're only one person. And I, but well, I assumed they just meant like, they're going to cast two men. (laughs) Oh my God. And I would be one of them, but it wasn't. But you had to bring in your gay partner. No. So it was a self tape thing and I'm reading the breakdown and it's. It had to be like me and another guy. Oh my God, that's so like funny. Like doing the audition and I had to turn it down. Not because like I would not portray myself as gay, but only because during quarantine, I have no other guy to come audition. Like, yeah. unless you're going to come from Jersey. Yeah, probably not. Exactly. I got no one to, to audition with. We could have had Melinda make it look like we're in the same room together. That's true. And we could have yeah. just had it cut left and right. We had to, well, we had to be lying in bed together. All right. So I would be absolutely not okay with that. Not because it's a gay thing, but because I'm just not that comfortable being that close to you, Chris. I mean, we could have just brought out one of our old movies and sent it to him, I guess. I'm going to level with you. If you were like, I'll pay you in Taco Bell. I know. (laughs) I've paid you many times. (laughs) Oh, man. Guys, if you think that's crazy, you should see what Arby's gets you. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, man. It gets you a lot. It gets you uh, a chalupa gets you an hour, but a uh, beef and cheese that gets you the whole night. Hashtag decriminalize sex work. <laughs> uh, speaking of leveling with me, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to hate this level. I'm just saying you're going to hate it. <laughs> it's it's really high. That's all I'm saying. Can I turn it down? Now it's on three. Oh, it's it's really, really low now. Because the first time you did it, it was on six and it was too loud. Fuck it. Let's just keep it there. God damn it. <laughs> Well, it's on four, and it still looks pretty low, so I'll leave it on four. All right, keep it on four. I'm keeping it on four, okay? Yes, because what I said was, it being too low is great. I know what you said, goddammit. (laughs) I can't wait to listen to our entire intro blown out. I know. Do you want me to record another one? No. Are you sure? Because I will. I don't know. You're going over the narrative of this episode now, aren't you? You're like, but if I then we have this whole conversation in the middle of it, it doesn't sound blown out, then it sounds weird. I can see you. I see the wheels turning right now. Well, no, because that's the thing is that if it is blown out, I can just edit this conversation into it in a way that I'm like, nah, it'll be fine. Right, 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 right. It's fine. Are you sure? Yes. Let's go. I want to spend time with my family. I am your family motherfucker. (laughs) Jesus. No, because I can record one. And then if you just want to keep the blown out version then you just take this part out yeah all right fine no now i'm not gonna do it <laughs> no fuck yeah, you do, do whatever you want chris uh, you know what in the middle of the episode i'm just gonna launch into it that's uh, perfect yeah if you, you can know, do that that'd yeah, be great i will you know what you're never gonna know when it's coming okay you're never gonna know all right okay oh man oh man oh man oh man oh man all right we got a lot to talk about this week buddy bunch of stuff happened did it did you know that no well there was dc fandom i'm not gonna do it again i pulled the muscle last time doing it so i'm not gonna do that bit anymore dc fandom happened so we got a lot to talk about and we'll probably split this up here's what i'm thinking we're gonna split the episodes we'll do our normal newsday tuesday episode now some of that will have some of the smaller stuff from fandom and then we'll talk next episode we'll talk like the trailers the big deals yeah the trailers that drop that's what i think so that being said I got a lot of stuff all over. I got a little DC. I got a little DC. What do you What do you want to start with? DC. Too bad. I want to talk about Stranger Things. <laughs> Great. The Duffer Brothers did an interview uh, with the Hollywood Reporter, and it was announced Stranger Things will now actually continue beyond season four. So season four was actually set to be the last one, but it got the release got delayed over COVID. And actually, let me see. I got a quote here from one of the one of the Duffer brothers. If it's just one Duffer brother, is it a Duff or a Duffy? I think it's a super Duffer bro. Ooh. But they said that basically over the pandemic, with the time that quarantine gave them, it was a- they were able to think about the 
trajectory of the series and actually stretch it. They could find ways to keep going for an extra season. He said, let's see, this is Ross Duffer. He said, quote, season four won't be the end. We know what the end is and we know when it is. The pandemic has given us time to look ahead, figure out what is best for the show. Starting to fill out gave us a better idea of how long we need to tell that story. So they have an ending in mind, but because the pandemic gave them the room to just kind of sit and ponder over the storyline, they figured out a way to stretch this and give it a little more more room to breathe, which uh, I actually think is very exciting. And it's finally one positive outcome that has come through the pandemic is it's caused us to get more Stranger Things. So that being said, we'll definitely get a season five. This means we could even possibly get a season six, um, which could potentially even take us in the storyline out of the 80s. Think of the references that they could have on this. You know what I mean? They could. This could take them, if they continue to go, the way they used to do it was in real time. So oh, they would age yeah. the characters with the, the actual actors. Because of the pandemic, that gets a little skewed. But if they were to try and catch it up, like say they finished season four and then they've, they felt fast forward ahead two years, that puts them at 87, 88 so by season six, it would be about 89 or so. So you'd have Batman references. You would have di- possibly Die Hard references. I think maybe Simpsons references would then come in as well. You know? I don't know. What do you think? Are you feeling feeling this is a good thing? Is this going to jump the shark? What do you, what do you think? I'm going to regret saying this right now. I'm like, do I want more Stranger Things? <laughs> but I'm sure once I get it. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I love this. <laughs> right, right. I think there is that thing of the quality has remained so steady throughout three seasons. And typically in Netflix series, they were saying that how this is kind of unprecedented because typically in Netflix series, except for a few exceptions, don't go past season four. That's pretty much usually when Netflix is like, okay, we're done. We're going to give space to something new. And I think... What happens is because it's the quality has maintained itself throughout the three seasons and probably will maintain it throughout the fourth, we all get a little skittish of like, you want to go out leaving the audience wanting more. And you're like, I want this to stay great. And the longer it's there, the longer it has the chance to get stale. You know what I mean? Like Tiger King. Like Tiger King. I can't wait for the fourth season of Tiger King. I mean, listen, I didn't make it through Tiger King. That's why I'm having a second child, essentially. (laughs) If Tiger King had been this much better, Emerson would be an only child right now. I don't understand this joke. (laughs) Because we got bored with Tiger King, so we just had sex. Oh, I get it. Okay, thank you for explaining that joke. Yeah, sure. It's a joke and didn't actually happen. So anyway, um, I'm looking forward to this. I'm interested to see what they do, like I said, as far as the timeline, if they make the jump with it. But as of right now, I totally see where you're coming from but i'm going to choose to be on the opposite side and be hopeful about this and go i think this is going to be great i think this is going to be a good thing i think i'll like it once like once the next season comes out i'll be like yeah yeah i remember this okay great right now i'm like there's so much going on like yeah somehow we have so much like the mandalorian had a similar put out a similar thing as well that like they said the pandemic is not going to cause any delays. And in fact, the way they were planning on doing the third season anyway, it, it was basically co- like by social distancing anyway. And like a lot of their stuff is outside anyway. And they were like, this will work perfectly for this. So like they had a similar thing as well that they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to make a ton more of these. So I'm like, yeah, all right. But there's also like, especially after like the fandom and like. Oh, God, there's just so much happening. I was not expecting so much stuff to come out of DC. I will tell you this. I was shocked by how much actual stuff was launched by DC. Yes. I think everything that we were like, do you think we'll get this or this? Not only did we get it, we got more. Yeah. I was shocked. I thought I would be right about maybe, you know, out of five things, I said maybe two things. Yeah, And we got every single one. Like, we got the Wonder Woman trailer, the, the Batman trailer, the fucking flash announcements we got all of it it was cra- suicide, suicide squad, squad the movie and the, the movie game. and the game is crazy yeah the, the new batman the game. new batman game yeah it's crazy it's everything. yeah black adam i know i mean the only thing that they didn't have was actual black adam footage which they haven't shot yet but other than that like yeah holy shit yeah 
Pause. I just realized I did not turn off the AC. So that's the only thing that could possibly be making Jesus, noise. Jesus, Chris. Hold on. It doesn't actually look God. like it's getting picked up on the mic, but I'm going to turn it off anyway. It is. Oh, I know it is. I'm just saying it's not registering very much. Hold on. You fucking piece of shit. Leaving your goddamn AC on. The fuck? <sighs> All right. There you go. Thank you. There you go. It's all for you, it's buddy. bugging the shit out of me. I know. I'm sure it was. I mean, it will be when I'm editing. You're just making a note to your future <laughs> self of like, I'm with you, future Andrew. I feel your pain. I see you. I, I see you in here. In here. For those, for the listeners, I'm rubbing my crotch. Yes. What you got? You got anything? Oh, I do. I, by the way, can I just say, you do this every episode and I love it. Every time I say, what do you got for the first time for your first news story? You get the most surprised look on your face. Like, I'm so pleased with, I'm, I'm like, you didn't know if you had a news story and it just popped up in front of you <laughs> every single That's time. True. You're like, hey, look at that. I do. <laughs> All right. So we like to make jokes on here, but uh, I'm going to bring the, the tone down a little bit, make it a little more somber. Sure. Chris, we live in a world where tensions are high. Egos are at war, and uh, the nation is more divided than it ever has been before, other than maybe during slavery. And now, unfortunately, it may be impossible for our country to heal, because Hugh Jackman had the adamantium balls to even suggest that Wolverine would be able to beat Mark Ruffalo's Hulk in a fight, and I swear to God, I'm gonna punch that beautiful Australian smirk off his sexy fucking face. What are your thoughts? You know what? Way to say he might be right. How? I just I I think that he might be right. I think he could take you it. You know that there's there's a, all right. So here's the thing. Hugh Jackman told Sirius XM Wolverine would beat him for sure. Let's just be very clear. I don't know if you know this, but the Wolverine actually appeared first in a Hulk comic. He was like the last page, some guy coming. So it was the Hulk series. He appeared. So that's sort of where the feud came from. And then Wolverine sort of took on this whole life. So I'm sure the Hulk is very jealous, which to me only says the Hulk is going to be like super angry and be able to kick his ass. One of the most famous fights between the Hulk and Wolverine the Hulk rips him in half and throws his legs over a mountain. Isn't there one where the Hulk eats him? I think there's one where the Hulk eats him. There is. I feel like that's Old Man Logan. Is that Old Man Logan? Yeah, yeah. because he eats him and then Logan tears his way out of him. Yeah. And I believe then he kills the Hulk, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's an old Hulk man. Yeah, well, he's an old Logan man, too. So it equals out, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. We're not talking about old versions. We're talking about... Oh, we're talking about... We're talking about Hugh Jackman and Mark Ruffalo. We're talking about old versions. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo has not done Old Man Hulk yet. I thought they were all Old Man Hulk. <laughs> Boom! Got him! That's my secret, Cap. I'm always geriatric. <laughs> That's my secret. I've always got to pee. He rascal scooters his way into the fight. Okay, I'm trying to, I'm thinking about that. Okay, here's the thing. If we're going movie version to movie version, okay? Movie version Hulk is a little fritzy, okay? Sometimes he doesn't show up, you know what I mean? He's in the middle of, you know, you're about to have a fight with Wolverine. Wolverine will just fucking kill you. He doesn't care. You saw those guys in X2. He just ripped them apart. He didn't, like, those guys could have been anybody. Those guys had kids. He didn't care. He didn't give a shit, Okay. And that's for breaking into his kitchen. What did... All right, let's set up the scenario, though. What hang did, on, hang on. I got... Let me let me see you. Okay. And I see you. And raise you. <laughs> I raise you. Only one of them is alive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you bring up a good point, and there's no doubt about that. <laughs> still gonna go with wolverine i'm still gonna go with wolverine i love that it's mark ruffalo's hulk against wolverine's dead Dead body body. yeah because here's what would happen because then so the hulk would be over that mountaintop right he dig up the grave he's like i'm gonna dig up this grave and kick this guy's ass dig up the grave and then he look out over the beautiful mountain range and the sun would start getting real low and then what would happen is the Hulk would then transform back into Bruce Banner and Bruce Banner would be like, what? What's going on? And he'd trip and fall right into an uh, into a claw that was still sticking out from the corpse. And his last words would be, is that Hugh Jackman? Because it's a different universe. He's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then he would die. All right. I don't think we're going to reach an agreement on this then. No, we agree that I'm correct. Okay. So, so, uh, I, I was trying to find some good transition there. I couldn't find it. Just nothing was coming out. No, you can't because you know you're wrong. Hmm. 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 Fair point. We're getting a Craven movie. Yeah. I mean, that's been in the works for a while. But uh, the Sony is rumored to be zeroing in on a director for the new Craven movie. And J.C. Chandor. Chander? Chandor? Smith. Chanandler Bong, I think is the person's name. Yes. J.C. Chandor directed The Most Violent Year, and he's said to be tapped to direct Craven the Hunter. By the way, have you seen The Most Violent Year? I've never heard of it. Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain as gangsters in the 80s running a gas company in the city or something. It's actually great. It's really fantastic. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Those two actors are yeah, excellent. it's really fantastic. He's actually a really good choice. I... I IMDb'd him after they tapped, or the rumor was that they tapped him for this, and was like, what did he do? And that's pretty much like the biggest thing he's done. But if it's anything like that, this could be a really interesting movie. So they still have, you gotta remember also, they still have Venom 2 coming out. Venom 2, the Venoming, this time it's personal. And Morbius. So they've got those coming out, and Craven as well. I thought you said more BS. They've got Venom 2 coming out, and then more BS. Uh, that's the new working title for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Is Do we this... think Craven's going to be hunting Venom? I don't know. I, well, that's the thing. Is like, what, who or what would he be hunting? I'd actually, that'd actually be a really good movie. More than him hunting Tom Holland. Yeah. I'd be more interested to see him hunt something like Venom. Because I think if you put Tom Holland and whoever they would get to get Craven the Hunter, let's say it's Hugh Jackman. Right. Because he just kind of looks similar to the build and, and everything. Imagine Hugh Jackman with a rifle hunting little Tom Holland across a screen. See, that's funny because I think it's I, I was thinking the exact opposite. Like, it's not like like Spider-Man has superhuman strength, superhuman speed, the ability to detect attacks before they happen. And he has like super strong web fluid acrobatic abilities and craven is like a really strong person <laughs> yeah but i think if you're going for like a guy who is a supposed to be like a great big game hunter yeah then you put him up against even a super powered high school kid yeah it looks a little like uh, again because i think craven the hunter and you may know better than i do but i think craven was introduced more when peter parker was like past high school and at the daily bugle and more of an adult and so it's a little it seems a little more even matched but spider-man now is in high school yeah you're pitting an adult against a child which just does not look good Whereas Venom is like an apex predator. You know what I mean? He is, even without Tom Hardy, Venom is, he's a beast. And he knows how to fight and he knows how to hunt and he knows how to defend himself. And so... But he doesn't like loud noises. But he doesn't like loud noises. He he has a weakness. So Craven fires his gun once and he's like, ah, it's he's loud. Like, Motherfucker. <laughs> what are you trying to sleep here? God Turn damn. down that noise. I'm trying to eat my chocolate bar. <laughs> God. And... But I really hope they pit Craven versus Venom, and that's the weakness they give Venom. They're like, fuck the noise thing. Let's do the chocolate bar thing. And it's just like they put, they just say he's just breaking off Hershey bar, like that scene in E.T. with the Reese's Pieces, and he's just leading him, <laughs> just leading him along a rooftop <laughs> to a little cage, and he's like, mmm. That'd be a great thing to do with Deadpool, in all honesty. Like, have Deadpool do that with Venom? That'd be, that'd be funny. That'd be really funny. But yeah, I think, I'll tell you what, I was thinking about this when I saw that J.C. Shandor is the guy that might be doing this, and thinking about a most violent year, this could be really cool if they let him kind of stay true to what he does, is this kind of realistic, because it, it would almost be, and this this would make more sense if you saw most violent year, it would almost give it like a Nolan quality, a Nolan-esque quality to it, where it's very real, you know? Um, it's very much, um, nuanced. It's nuanced. Yeah. And it just feels like it's in our world, you know, yeah. it doesn't feel like everything's made of some sort of weird, glossy CGI or something Yeah, like that could be really cool. Even with using Venom that, you know, just the idea of like a guy is hunting around the city. Yeah. That could be really cool. Who do you think they're going to get to play Craven and why is it Channing Tatum? 
Honestly, I think it's going to be Channing Tatum. I think he's the best bet. And I think it's because Mm -hmm. if anyone's chest could pull off a lion head vest, and I think his nipples are in the right spot for it to match up with the eyes that the way that the vest does, because that's really, I think, the only requirement. I'm pretty sure that they cover it. Like, I think he naturally has a lion head chest and they cover it up Uh, with makeup. Really? For things like Magic Mike. That's why he doesn't take his shirt off very often in movies. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has to, because of the shaving that he has to shave it down. Yeah. Because he has to cut the lion's head off and it regrows every time. Wow. And it grows back thicker too, is what Mm -hmm. I've heard. Or is that an old wives tale? Thick lion. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He'd be really good, actually. I think he'd, he's also one of those actors that lately has like, every time he does a role, he's getting better at doing roles where you're like, wait, was that Channing Tatum in it? Like, Hateful Eight. Did you see Hateful Eight? Yeah. He like pops up for a second and you're like... I was like, oh yeah, Channing Tatum's in this. Yeah. But I, I will say things like Logan Lucky. I thought he did a very good job in that. Yeah. What's the one? The Coen Brothers. Hail Caesar. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. Hail Caesar. It, the movie itself is like, eh, that's okay. But he's actually pretty good in it. He's not in a lot, but his his last scene, it's really... He's kind of brilliant. Yeah, I haven't it. seen a lot with him. I haven't... He's one of those ones like Leo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio took me a very long time to get on board with because the first few things I saw him and I was like, this guy is awful. And then like... The more I watched him, the more I was like, like, people were like, what about Inception? And I'm like, he just plays a guy in that. Like, it's not, I'm not seeing anything really good from him. It's a good movie. Or like, um, there was another one too that, that had a similar thing with that, where I was like, he's just a dude. Like, um, The Departed, where I'm like, he's just a guy. Like, I don't see anything from this. And then it wasn't until, um, Django that I was like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, he can, he can let loose a little bit. Yes, he can convince me he's someone else. Uh, and Channing Tatum is another one that the very first thing I ever saw him in was his first film ever. And it was um, She's the Man, which is a high school is that, drama. What is it? Who's What's her name? Amanda Bynes? Yes, Amanda Bynes. Yeah. And it's a, it's a modernizing of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had just finished doing Twelfth Night in college and we all decided so to go out and watch it as a immediately, of course, you got to go out and watch that. And he played the character that I played. And I was like, this guy's fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> so, and since then I've been like, He's got to prove it to me. And I haven't seen anything that I've been like, whoa, Channing Tatum. Logan Lucky is as close as he's gotten. You're like, that gym uniform isn't covering that tiger chest at all. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I think if it, I, I like that. I hadn't thought. Do you of, think it's going to be Channing Tatum? I think it almost has to be. I mean, they got to do something with him. He's not Gambit. So I know. <laughs> well, and even if he there. is that, that's the other license now. That's that's the other universe. I mean, listen. He's been growing out them sideburns for Gambit. You just dye it black a little bit. Yeah. You grow the sideburns down till they're mutton chops. Then you grow it into a handlebar mustache. I know that Craven doesn't technically have it, but he'd look good with it. Okay. Create handlebar right into the mutton chops and all the way up. Golden. Mutton chops, handlebar, tiger chest. No, no, no. Have him grow out the beard so much that it lowers. It's so long that you can just glue it to his chest. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I think for the movie that Craven should just wear, like just continuously add on animal heads over various parts of, starts out with a lion <laughs> vest. Next time you see him, gorilla hat, but they all just morph into one. They just keep going. See, I yeah. like the idea that it is just like an outfit. Like he wakes up and he has a butler and he's like, what do you think today, Jarvis? Do you think I should have lion or I should have a snake head on chest? Just, I think everything he owns is probably made. He's like, I wear lion vest. I wear baboon ass chaps. <laughs> I wear a snake skin condom. We're getting very close to singing See My Vest from The Simpsons. <laughs> we are. We really are. Okay. Then let's move off of this. What do you got? Uh, actually, why don't you go again? Because I don't have much else. No. No, that's fine. <laughs> what if I just was like, no, this is how it's done. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> This is honk. This is one of honk. Oh no! What? I didn't say anything. You can continue. So honk. This this is a thing now, isn't it? (laughs) I don't know what this bit is, and I don't like it. 
Best-selling author Val Cyrene has created a new Dungeons and Dragons druid subclass called the Circle of the Honk. It's based on the 2019 Australian video game Untitled Goose Game, where you, as a goose, wander a pleasant neighborhood looking to annoy people and fuck shit up. Like I just did. Now, the here's the description for the new subclass. Take a gander at the goosiest subclass. With... <laughs> I'm sorry. With the circle of the honk, you can transform into a goose and sow all the seeds of chaos. You can magically steal items while pecking at foes. You have a feature called peace was never an option, and you can honk in an attempt to interrupt spells. You can purchase circus of the circus. You can purchase circle of the honk. Oh yeah, let's make sure we get this right. From DM's Guild for $4.95. At some point, whatever you were saying about that just became words. Like it just became <laughs> just random words strung together. <laughs> I started laughing so hard I'm crying. God damn you. That was weird. I don't like... I'm in a very uncomfortable place right now. Like emotionally. I'm just... Oh. Just... I'm very uncomfortable. I'm scared you're going to start doing it again. That's how the game is. Have you ever heard of... Un uh, I almost called it Uncomfortable Goose Game. Untitled Goose Game? I have heard of Untitled Goose Game. I'm trying, I never played it. I played the other one that's like it. The goat one. Yeah. You just run around as a goat yeah, knocking yeah. shit. I I have not played the goose game. I know it. I know of it very well, but I've never played it. What I just I don't I played two seconds of the goat one and I was like, okay, I got it. And I and but then at the same time I was like, I I guess I see the entertainment value in this. But after five minutes, I'm like, I'm literally doing nothing. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I think the goat one is just like wandering around, right? You are. Yeah. In Untitled Goose Game, there's you you get points and stuff, I think, or you are supposed to. There are things you can do to make other things happen that involve like annoying people. So it's a game, is what you're saying. Yeah. You do things to make other things happen. It's an Untitled Goose Game. Yes. Yes. But your goat one is a game, but that wasn't really a thing. I mean, is is any of this really a thing? Let's be honest. Honk. Stop doing it. Stop it. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> Sorry. My wife is turning off. We, Emerson has like a little tablet, like a little kid's tablet, like an Amazon tablet. And she was turning it off, but it was still the game that he's- Wow. I don't even have a tablet. Yeah. Listen, desperate times call for desperate measures when it comes to <laughs> quarantine. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't apologize for this. Listen, you don't like how I'm raising my kid- Tweet at Media Lunch Break and let me know. Go for it. God damn it. Go ahead. Tweet it all day long. I don't care. I'd say go to the Facebook page and complain, but you don't really run that either. No, you know what? Actually, you're right. Go to the Facebook page. Let us know. Just haul off in there. Go for it. That's just, that's where, that's the, it's the trash bin of our social media accounts. Just throw it on in there. Go for it. <laughs> Whatever, man. Listen, I let my kid watch Disney Plus. Fuck you. <laughs> Just, I think as long as you let don't let him watch Hustler, I think you're doing all right. Don't say anything you can't take back on this podcast. So... Let me move on. the. Let me change the subject real quick. Melinda just told me this thing. A friend of hers plays Animal Crossing. A friend of hers. It's her. What are you talking about? <laughs> she from... tried to get me to buy a cemetery plot on an <laughs> island full of pirates or some shit one time. <laughs> Yeah, of course I know him. He's me. That line from uh, Obi-Wan in Star Wars. So a friend of hers is a big fan of Animal Crossing. And so his wife had all of his friends who have Animal Crossing, like collect a bunch of stuff in the game for like birthday stuff, like like balloons and like gifts and stuff like that. And then they all met on his island because you can all go to like each other's games. And then they threw him a surprise party. Like they all were, the plan was to like have everyone wait there, all the characters wait there and there'd be games set up that you can all play because we can't all hang out together because of the quarantine. So like we'll all hang out and play games in the game. Right. And none of his friends showed up except Melinda. Aw, so it's just Melinda and him on an island? And his wife, yeah, the three of them. Oh. I know. Mm. Wait, what? Huh? Anyway. Yeah. And, and so his other two friends, it turned out his wife had messaged them and ju just never heard back. And so they were like, oh, we were working. We didn't know it was a big deal. And like, he's super like heard about it. You know, he's like, you guys didn't even respond back. You know, you're supposed to be our friends. What the hell? 
so they decided to do their own to like a makeup party that they're going to throw for him on the, in the same vein, but they're doing it on one of their games so he can come there, but they didn't tell him. So he missed his own second surprise party? The fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> they're from Jersey. I guess. I mean... There's so much that is just completely wrong with that. I know. I always tell Melinda, I'm like, how do you not have a single competent friend? I mean, I feel like, listen, throughout that whole story, the trigger should have been they were going to throw him a surprise party inside of a video game. That should have been tip off one that maybe these people weren't going to be reliable. (laughs) I know why they did it virtually because of the social distance and everything. But if people are like, we'll throw a surprise party inside of a fake thing. Maybe this might not work out the way you think it's going to work out. You mean like Zoom? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's why all of our work meetings go so well. Okay. So this is actually something from DC Fandom. I almost did it, and I, I can't bring myself to do it anymore. Yeah, don't. You'll die. I will. This is actually one of the, the news that I found really interesting from DC Fandom. Static Shock is getting a movie. Uh, there's a movie in development for Static Shock, and they also announced... So this was during a surprise panel during DC Fandom. Do you know the character Static Shock? Yeah. Okay. So for those of you out there who don't know, Static Shock was one of the characters that was created under the Milestone imprint way back in the 90s. And this is great because they are also bringing back Milestone in DC Comics. I don't know if they're just bringing back the characters or if they're bringing back the imprint itself. But they're bringing back the characters at the very least come 2021. And Static Shock is going to be getting his own movie in development. Uh, which is really, really cool. Static Shock, for those of you guys who don't know, it's a Static Shock is obviously a character. I just kicked the table. Deal with that future, Andrew. Static Shock is a, is a character that obviously has electricity powers. What's great about this is that Milestone was originally in the 90s, an imprint that gave black artists and also black characters a place to tell stories superhero stories that was geared towards their culture and their world and and their voice and so the idea of bringing it back now is fantastic and i i fully support this also there were a lot of really cool characters in dc milestone um so this is all to me this is all good news i don't know how much of the milestone stuff you actually know about none i watched the static shock cartoon that's how i know who who static shock is but yeah there's no better time than right now to put as just many characters of color into the mainstream as possible absolutely and the fact that they're gonna up it and give him his own movie yeah i think that's that's really exciting let me see by the way if you want to find out more about milestone there is a great miniseries. I don't know if it ever got a second season, but on AMC, there was a miniseries called Robert Kirkman's Secret History of Comics, I think is something like that. And every episode was a different bio of like a comic creator or comic event or industry. Like they had one on the history of image comics and one of the, the episodes is on Milestone Comics. And it's really interesting to see the whole thing escalate because I'm looking for what other characters they're going to be bringing in. Hardwire. That's the one I'm looking for. Icon and Rocket. Icon was like their Superman, essentially. And there was also a crossover in the 90s between the, the Milestone characters and the DC characters called Worlds Collide, which if you you want to weigh into the Milestone characters... That's a good way to do it because they introduce it and then you can hop on over. But Hardwire was there, kind of their Iron Man. He had like a tech suit to him. Nanobots, because that was the 90s. It was big, you know. That's when I would love to see them come back to. Hold on one second. My wife is looking at me like she wants to say something. Go ahead. You stole my glass. I stole your glass? You, to be fair, left the glass and went into a separate room and shut the door. I regret this all. Oh, God. Oh, God. Why'd you stop my video? So I can't be a witness. No. No. Turn that back on. (laughs) You turn this way. Oh, now it says hostess asked you to start your video. You know what? Later, motherfucker. (laughs) No, turn it back on. (laughs) Later, but no. (laughs) 
Here, Sarah, do you want this glass? Are you sure? Are you sure you don't need this glass? Actually, can I have some more water, please? Oh my god. How really has that, she not I? murdered either you or herself I really at this that point? one, didn't I? Not only did I steal it, then I have the gall to ask for more. Hey, Sarah, can you bring me the water, please? I don't know if she's gonna... I don't know if she's gonna... <gasps> Thank you! You're the best! You're too good to him. No, but could you fill it to the top? Sarah, have I told you you were absolutely glowing? That was a real compliment. I said that she wouldn't shut up. <laughs> I can't believe you're being that way to a pregnant woman. I know. I'm really playing with fire on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's. What the. Wh- who. What. What do you. You speak now. This is your turn. So they say you should never. Honk. <laughs> No, it doesn't feel good, does it, motherfucker? I love it. Yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> Feels great. They oh, say you yeah, should never everybody. meet Welcome here. to Media Lunch Break and bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news. <laughs> that all is your the time to, to, eat, to eat a good sandwich and batten down the hatches because there's a storm a brewing. I really put it on that one. God. My name is Chris Trewell. Alongside me, as always, is my co host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Yeah, we might lose power. <laughs> Is what I said last time. I think you should take the one that I just recorded, put it at the front, and then leave this part in. Just all throughout. So they hear it twice? So they just just hear the same thing twice. Just loop it over and over. (laughs) I've said I would love that. If that was an episode, it'd be just... A 10-hour episode. Just just to fuck with people. Just loop my intro over and over and over. Anyway, what were you going to say? They say you should never meet your heroes, but in the case of Joss Whedon, you really shouldn't ever meet your heroes. So at this point, I'm starting to wonder if he was disappointed when he got the job as a writer at Toy Story and found out it wasn't about sex toys. Warner Brothers is launching a third-party investigation into alleged abuse from Joss Whedon that took place during the reshoots of Justice League. Reportedly, Gal Gadot refused to do the scene where Flash falls on her boobs even after she was pressured to do it, by Whedon and Jeff Johns, so they just had a boob double do it instead. Uh, Ray Fisher had this to say on Twitter. Fuck you. (laughs) He basically did before, but what he said was after five weeks of interviews with various cast and crew, at Warner Media has officially launched an independent third-party investigation to get to the heart of the toxic and abusive work environment created during Justice League reshoots. This is a massive step forward. I believe this investigation will show that Jeff Johns, Joss Whedon, John Berg, and others grossly abused their power during the uncertainty of AT&T's merger with Time Warner. Thank you at Warner Media and at AT&T for making strides to ensure a safer workplace for all. This is getting beyond crazy at this rate. And I don't mean that in a bad way, like enough already. I like, I'm kind of fascinated. It just keeps going and going and going. And it's one of those things where I think what surprises me is that this is the second time around for this for with Joss Whedon. You know what I mean? Like, usually... At this point, we go, you know, Ray Fisher would come out with what he said the first time and we go, yeah, we kind of knew. I mean, we didn't know it happened on Justice League, but it wouldn't shock us because we already knew the, all the other stuff. But this guy just it gets worse. He's the worse. Energizer Bunny. I man, this guy, I can't wait to see what he's fucked up next i mean it's just crazy it reminds me a little bit of the louis ck stuff because i remember for years people were like oh no he's a bad guy he's weird yeah Yeah. he like messes with like women and says really inappropriate things to people when they're alone and and i remember being like ah like it was a different time i was a different person and being like ah probably not right you know right look at him he's so funny i you know he's so talented right we were all so naive back in 2015 (laughs) six months ago Yeah, Yeah, basically. But yeah, this is just like, because I remember that was like, okay, little things here and there. But this is like just one after the other. Other, Yeah. Also, I think what's kind of the word impressive comes to mind, but that's not the right word to use. But (laughs) what's impressive about this is that like, he wasn't the director on the movie. He was the director of like the reshoots. You know what I mean? So movie... Yeah, a movie normally shoots over the course of like three, four months if it's a big budget movie. 
he wasn't that. He wasn't. It wasn't. This wasn't prolonged over the course of it. They, you also have to remember, like these guys, the whole cast, the crew, everybody shot the whole movie, the whole like the four hour version of the movie with Zack Snyder, then stopped, went away, had to come back for reshoots with this new guy. And over the course of like one month, this guy just packed in so much crap. Like I, I said impressive wasn't the word to use, but maybe it is. Cause I mean, my God, just like, the magnitude. Yeah. I'm interested too. I'm curious as to which cast and crew members right. they interviewed. Cause I bet Gal Gadot was one because oh, he yeah. had specifically called her out. She ran into the, she like, they were interviewing some gaffer and she like knocked in the door with her boot and was just like, I talk now. Yeah. She ran face first into the boobs of the interviewers. <laughs> She was like, that, that's what he wanted me to do. That was such a bad joke. I don't know why it was in the movie. Apparently that's a Joss Whedon thing that's in a lot of his movies. Someone accidentally assaulting a woman. <laughs> I'm shocked. I don't remember it happening a lot, but I haven't really like, I don't remember that happening in Avengers, does it? Does somebody land in Black Widow's boots? No. Right? I don't think so. It's a dumb, it's a dumb joke. It's a really dumb joke. It's it's even a worse joke to do with superheroes. Well, it's even a worse joke considering the Flash trips like four times in that movie. That's what I mean. That's that's why it's even worse. Like, he trips. Also, if that were to happen and he were to trip and fall, he'd like knock Wonder Woman through a wall. You know, with the velocity of it. It just doesn't even, none of it works. The physics don't even work. He'd break his nose on that chest plate, first of all. <laughs> that's one. That's one. Like, it doesn't even make sense. To be completely honest, if he can even move at that speed, he's probably basically indestructible. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Are we really going to debate the physics of this bit? You know that if Iron Man landed the way that he does, all of his organs would liquefy? Did you know if um, the Hulk dug up a dead Wolverine, he'd still lose the fight? Did you know that Hulk? <laughs> son of a Hulk! Son of a bitch. <laughs> so speaking of Justice League, this isn't quite going to be what you think it is. That'll be the next episode. But speaking of Justice League. Isn't Joss Whedon great? Oh, man. <laughs> Just a great guy. Uh, he's on my Christmas card list. Perfect. Uh, ben Affleck, it was officially announced, Ben Affleck is going to be returning as Batman at least one more time for the Flash movie, which they are saying is going to actually set up the multiverse in like a really proper way because they've already confirmed again michael keaton is going to be 89 batman ben affleck his batman first of all i guess are you surprised that ben affleck would come back and do this one more time well no because evidently as well he read the script first and he said if you guys make these changes then i'll come back which makes sense to me because he he has a good eye for like writer yeah he has a good eye for writing and direction it makes sense to me that he'd be like look if i can make it something that I would like, then yeah, I'll I'll step in. Which, as you remember, that's that was kind of his quote with his Batman movie. Yes. He was like, when they were writing the script, he's like, well, everyone's like, well, when is it going to be done? And he's like, it's going to be done when I like it. That's when it's going to be done. So that's actually a great sign that that's going to be a great thing for this movie. I'm not surprised that he's back now. I know he, you know, I think carrying the weight of Batman v Superman then into Justice League, all the bullshit after Justice League. Not even the Joss Whedon stuff, just the going on press and everything like that. And then watching that movie tank and then getting berated by fans and the press from start to finish, but also getting berated about like, when is the Batman coming out? Are you done with your Batman movie? When's the Batman movie going to come When is it? When is it now? Is it now? Is it now? He's like, I'm fucking done. But I think now, if you see him now, like, he's gone through rehab, he's kind of gotten his life back together a little bit more on his personal side. I think he's had a little separation and he's like, you know, I could do this in a limited capacity. I could do this not as carrying the movie. I could do this in more of a supporting role, which I think is good. And I don't think, I honestly think this may not be the last time we see him as Batman. I don't know if we'll have him in his own movie but I could see him being almost like a more of a Nick Fury type aspect. I think that was the original intention. Yeah, well, he'll pop in and he'll play a supporting role for this or for that. Maybe we can get him one of his own movies 
farther down the line if it's not like everyone's just hounding him so much if, the, if the, it's so intense yeah i think the idea of having other batmen around to spread that out takes the pressure off of him and i think he feels starts to feel better about it yeah. like the robert pattinson movie yes coming out he's like great you're all gonna go pay attention to this guy over there yeah i'll just do my thing over here and you guys won't bother me as much yeah definitely which is good i really like his batman i actually think it's great i think it's it's it is different from the other Batman that we've seen. I think I wasn't quite done with seeing what this Batman and what his universe looks like. I was still very interested in it. It's still one of the better aspects of Batman v Superman is that peak you get into that universe. So I'd be interested to see more of it. Sure. I still haven't seen Batman vs. Superman. I'm fine with him as Batman. Well, that's the problem is like you've, you've seen the Justice League version, which is not the best representation i mean listen batman v superman is not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination but you get a little more batman than you do superman so it's actually kind of interesting to watch but anyway that's uh that's actually all i got you got anything i got a couple quick things yeah let's do the let's do the lightning round let's do it sam raimi and his team secretly recut dark man without the studio knowing hours before it was locked really i know the 30th anniversary just happened but i hadn't i didn't know that to be that's interesting so they had the editor on like in some interview he was talking about how evidently the studio saw the movie and they were like no no this is this is terrible this is not gonna and it was the movie was two hours and the studio said no this is never gonna work it's too depressing it's you know it's it's two hours long people can't hold their attention for that long so they cut it down to 85 minutes oh man on their first cut and they tried to sell it more through the editing as a romance as like a romantic film oh so the first time they tested it with uh an audience it was at 65 percent positive and they didn't like that so they recut it right and then the next time they when they edited it down to 85 minutes and it was uh a romance it went down to a 26 like 26 percent was positive so like more people disliked it. So then they tried to edit it again right. and they made it shorter and more people hated it. And it just kept going down and down. And then it was 5 p.m. on Friday and it had to be locked for Monday. So then Thursday night, they gave it to an editor who they trusted. And the editor said, I can do what you want, but uh, I need no one to bother me. I just need to be locked alone and I can do it. And then he did. And it was the worst one yet. People hated it. And they were like, well, we just have to go with this. We don't have the time to fix it. So Sam Raimi's original editor went to him and said, you know, we have the key to the building. We can just go in there and just do whatever we want to it, and they won't have the time to change it. And so they went in, and with the 48 hours they had, they added about, I think he said, like, 10 minutes back in, which wasn't too much. But it was their favorite scenes. Like, they picked all of their favorite scenes, and they put it back in. Wow. And the studio had no idea until they saw it at the premiere and they were like evidently super pissed and went to them and they were like i can't believe you did that and they were like well there's nothing you can do about it that's incredible i didn't i never heard that story universal came to watch it after the mix and there was this giant outcry but there was nothing to be done the negative had already been cut critic screenings were 48 hours later bob and i advocated very strongly for the deception sam left on his own probably would not have done that he's not that kind of guy but i am wow that's <laughs> ballsy and i love it I know, right <laughs> you got to be real confident yeah man i i gotta give that another it's been years since i've seen dark man it's a good one man it i is. mean it doesn't quite hold up when after like you know, 11 years of Marvel movies and right, stuff. But it's, sure. it's it's good when you watch it from that point of view that but, it's like a starting place for dark superhero movies and cinema. Right, that this is like the impetus of something. Also the idea that it's just original IP. You know what I mean? Also, did you know Frances McDormand is the leading is the woman in that? no yeah, i had no idea i didn't realize that yeah i really gotta watch this movie again yeah it's a good one yeah all i remember is bruce campbell's the guy at the end that's all i remember oh he is i forgot that's his cameo because yeah. he always has one yeah he's the he's the disguise at the end yes he is yeah Ah, oh, man. Yeah, I should. So the up. other one I have is the cast or some of the cast has been released for Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Ooh. Right? Which I was very disappointed to find out is animated. Oh. <laughs> I know. 
And one of them was Christopher Waltz has been cast. And I was like, oh, man, he would be such a good Geppetto, right? Right. He's not playing Geppetto. Is he playing the whale? We don't know. Oh. So Gregory Mann is a newcomer. He's a young kid. He's playing Pinocchio. He'll be joined by Ewan McGregor as Jiminy Cricket. That's going to be great. I know, right? That's going to be, be so good. I can and hear David it already. And David Bradley, who I don't know, uh, but he's Finch in Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't really know him from anything else. He's going to be Geppetto. And the rest of the, the cast, but their characters haven't been released yet. The rest of the cast is Tilda Swinton, Christoph Waltz, Finn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, John Turturro, Ron Perlman, Tim Blake Nelson, and Burn Gorman. Let's see. Ron Perlman's going to be the whale. He's going to be Hellboy. You kidding? John Turturro's going to play John Turturro. Finn Wolfhard is going to be a hard wolf. <laughs> Tilda Swinton is going to play herself. But as a man. Yep. What was the name of Finch? What's his real name? David Bradley. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's also in Game of Thrones. Sure. That's- no, I know you don't know that. I don't. That's for other I do people. actually know it because it says it right here in the article that I have up. Great. <laughs> but it wasn't important to me, so I didn't say it. It is going to be stop motion animation. Oh, you know what? Actually, now I'm back in this. Yeah. That could be really... With Guillermo del Toro doing that, that's going to be really interesting to see. Like, to be able to see... I don't know, fucking trees growing in a weird... Well, and whatever. The man knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, he yeah. could basically do anything, and I'd be... He could do, like, Christian after-school specials, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm down. Whatever. Oh, man, that would be so fucked up. <laughs> oh, like, oh, oh you man. better not do that, Timmy. The devil's not gonna like oh, that. Man. And then just like... <laughs> God. Jeez. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine Guillermo del Toro directs Revelations? <laughs> Uh, just nightmares for days i I can't imagine that it's uh it's called pants labyrinth (laughs) i love that movie i hated it but i need to give it another watch you do need to give it another watch you're sadly mistaken on it i saw it in theaters and i went so whatever production company did the marketing for that missed the mark by a hundred times because uh, I we, I went with my girlfriend at the time because we thought it was a fantasy movie that was like a happy, fun thing. So when you go in expecting that, you're like, man, this is this awful. This is fucked up. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, this is a child like slitting the mouth of a Nazi or some yeah. shit. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, this is not what I came here for. Oh, so, so what you're saying is you're against someone slitting the mouth of a Nazi. Yeah, if they haven't done anything wrong. Okay, that's fair. All right. Well, that's true. This is America, man. You can't stab people because of what they believe. You stab people because of their uh, taste in... Watch now as a joke completely falls apart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you you stab people... You stab people based on whether they hear Laurel or Yanni. Larney? Barney? What was the thing? Laurel or... No, I'm going to let this fun dangle a little bit. I have... No earthly idea what you're talking about. You want to back it up? You want to back it up and go back to your ones? You want to, you want to, you, you, no, we stab people based on whether they see the dress as blue or gold. That's the reference you're going with. You stab people based on whether you hear Laurel or Yanni. Oh, right. That thing. (laughs) Wow. Holy cow. That was not worth it. You stab people over whether they use PCs or Macs. You do stab people over that. That's correct. You stab people. No, I'm done with this joke. I have nothing else. I'm probably going to cut the whole thing out. (laughs) Oh, sure. It's a waste. It's a waste of our time. I don't care. I I mean, all of this is a waste (laughs) of our time, a waste of our time and a waste of your time, listener. Thanks for listening. That being said, hey, Andrew. Wait, do you have anything else? No. Okay, cool. Hey, Andrew. Honk. Hey, Andrew. Honk. Hey, Andrew. Honk. Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play Music. You can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Twitter, where our handle is <laughs> at Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break, where if you would like to, you can pay us for our services. Not those services, but this podcast specifically. We have a different Patreon for the sex stuff. You can also send us an email 
at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. You can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Rate and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, we love a good thumbs up. Watch our videos. Go to our YouTube channel. Watch. We have some cool reviews. Also, by the way, for this sex stuff, we also like a good thumbs up. Continue. Thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. <laughs> and that's it. Did Julie give us a thumbs up? On uh, maybe. Mm. Oh wait, for this, for the podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not the other one. Yeah, that's what I was. Thinking. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, all right. I guess we'll. Yeah, yeah. It's fine for the podcast or whatever. All right, fine. All right, that's it. That's it. Uh, next week. All right, here we go. Ready? DC fan. Oh, oh God. Oh, call nine one one. Oh God. That's not going back in the right place. Oh, God. You're talking about the thumbs up? Yep. That is wedged in there. That is... Let me see if I can pull it out. Hold on. Nope. You should get on TikTok before they ban it from America. I'm never getting on TikTok. Walmart's going to buy it now or something. We'll see. I mean, we'll see with all of this. I'm still not getting on it. It's not going to happen. Give me one good reason why I should get on TikTok. Drugs? Oh, okay. I'm listening. (laughs) 